1: If you're listening to this episode the day it goes up and you live in the LA area, please be advised that we are doing a live taping tomorrow, Thursday, February 2nd, at the Nerdist Showroom in Los Angeles. Please join us. You can find tickets and info at nerdmeltla.com. Did I say everything I was supposed to say? I think so. Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time. I am Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And this week we're discussing
2: season two, episode four, Inca Mummy Girl. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we're discussing.
1: Inca Mummy Girl was written by Matt Keen and Joe Rankemeyer and directed by Ellen Pressman. It originally aired on October 6, 1997. And the summary of
2: this episode is a beautiful Inca princess who was buried alive in a tomb 500 years ago is brought back to life. And the little image, which they're really getting me every week with the little images here, is just a close-up of Rodney's mummified... (laughs) Brace face? Brace face. (laughs) Um, Cool. So, uh, fun surprise. Fun surprise. We have somebody with us today we really do. Who is
1: it? Do you know? I would love it if you would explain it to me slowly and in great detail. Okay, well,
2: her name is Mayrude.
1: Oh my god, I love Mayrude. Mayrud. I
2: mean, I love Mayrude too. You may know if you follow us on Twitter, you probably already know
1: Mayrude. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you listened to our live episode yes. or our, not a live episode, but our uh, so- songs from season 1, live show uh from union hall that's up on our patreon page you Mm -hmm. heard may uh just answering a few hot hot questions that we asked
2: yes and you may also oh you may also know may did you like that uh if you are familiar with auto straddle where may is the trans and music editor yeah, May. What will you tell us? What Autostraddle is for yeah. for those of us? I mean, Jenny and I have like kind of an idea. We we like we've <laughs> <A little laughs> heard bit. of it once or twice, but yeah. yeah. Will you tell our listeners in case they don't know what Autostraddle is?
3: Yeah, um, Autostraddle is the internet's number one website for queer women and feminist news and culture and essays. It's the best. I think we've talked it about it on here before, right?
2: No
1: doubt. Yeah. Um. So welcome, May
3: thank you welcome thanks Thanks for for joining us
1: um may texted us while she was watching this episode (laughs) for the first time a little while ago and was like please tell me you're gonna talk about how fucked up this episode is (laughs) and we were like why don't you come talk about it with us why don't you come
2: on over we can all talk about how fucked Uh, up it is
1: we're not ready for it yet, but
2: soon we'll get into the Fashion Watch, where I think that um, even Kate gets in on yeah, how fucked
3: up this Good. episode is. Good.
2: Cool. So um, so let's jump right in then, shall we? First of all, did you have, like Jenny and I talked when we watched this the first mm-hmm. time, did you have like a cultural awareness fair or anything like that in your school when you were in high school or middle school? Um,
3: in the sixth grade, we did country reports. Where each student got a country and you had to do a report on it. And then we had like a fair in the gym. Yes. Where everyone dressed up. Yeah. And you had like a poster board Mm -hmm. and food for the country. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same. That's exactly
2: what we had too. So when I was watching this I was like, this is like pretty spot on.
1: I don't think we had anything like that, although it's possible that, like, anything that didn't involve, like, capes activity-wise, I just blocked just out. You could have picked
3: a cape country. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> what exactly are the cape countries? Yeah. Where well. Transylvania, wait, is Transylvania a country, It was a country? Yeah, because it's
2: oh boy <laughs> we, we shouldn't go yeah. down this path <laughs> <and> we'll <laughs> very yeah. swiftly discover yeah, our lack of geographical knowledge about <laughs> <Yeah>. the world <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I we're going to talk about a lot of the things that happened in this mm. episode but in like p- in placing it in my you know growing up I was like this is exactly what happened and what we did we right, dressed right. up and like thought that we were doing something great to yeah. bring awareness right, right, around right. other cultures yeah. And and I wonder like I guess I wonder two things like one is it happening st- like our PR school still doing this and are we just aware of it you know all of the fucked up parts of it because of the fact that we you know have conversations <laughs> with people who know things um or is there more like do we think there's more sensitivity around stuff now and like maybe we're making food and bringing in meals but we're not like dressing up um in some yeah, fairly
1: appropriate uh, if you're in elementary school, please email us at yeah, Buffalo
3: Elementary School. It, it wasn't... For me, it was. It was oh, sixth it was. grade. Also, I just want to say I was not racist with my costume. I had the Czech Republic and I dressed as a hockey player because they have a lot of NHL players. Wow. Nice. So my costume was not like, culturally appropriate at all. Nice.
4: So, yeah. I don't it's remember
2: actually what, like I don't know. Maybe we didn't all dress up in costumes because mm. I don't think I had a costume. I do remember having to like make some kind of food, but I could not mm-hmm. tell you what it was. It was like 450 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. So that's how we start the episode where yeah. um,
1: they're 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 talking about how it's like a whole there's just so many things converging. There's a student exchange program where mm-hmm. where, yeah. where students from a, a bunch of different countries are coming to stay with Sunnydale kids. The the high school is having like the cultural like, awareness, dance at the bronze. And there's a big banner on the Natural History Museum that's, like, Cultural Exchange Special Exhibit. Right. Mm. A.K.A. Mummy. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Where
2: P.S., they get a mummy that has traveled to Boston, New York, and Sunnydale. So Atlanta. (laughs) And Atlanta? Atlanta. I missed Atlanta in the list. Nice. Yeah. So... Good job on Sunnydale <laughs> getting a prize, which is actually one of my first questions is why is the mummy not protected at all? It's like... <laughs> that is not, I'm not
1: buying it. That's not so how museums work.
2: Like Buffy and I don't know who, Buffy and somebody are just like leaned uh, on yeah. the like, tomb where the mummy's
1: just open air. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. No covering. All the better for the steel to get so- stolen later. Yeah. I, nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's just museum tripe. Yeah, and, and also this is where we meet Rodney. Okay, mm. and what is the deal? He's scraping the paint off of a mask. That seems like so detail-oriented for a kid that we're supposed to sort of be seeing that's as my... a general, you I
3: know. feel like he's going to smoke it later. <laughs> well, that's, that's what, what I was I wondering.
1: Nice. Because, but- okay, so there's a... Not ni- by the way, not nice. Like, just like a nice into it. interpretation. You just like smoking stuff. <laughs> that was my thought too. Because there's this, I don't know if it's an urban legend or a, a rumor or whatever. That um, there's a part of the bra- human brain, yes. that if you scrape it out after somebody is dead and smoke it, you trip really hard yeah yeah you taught you taught me that
3: <laughs> oh and i
1: learned it from you dad well, I mean,
3: like if you eat human brains there are all sorts of diseases you can get that affect your own brain and like make you go crazy what
0: really yeah where yeah. can i learn more about this <laughs> where can
2: i get some brains
3: i mean just lots of movies about cannibalism uh, yeah. or like tv specials about cannibalism that just... maybe you watch if you're a little too interested in cannibalism
2: <laughs> got it <laughs> got it <laughs> yep yeah, well, you have to do some more looking into that, Jenny. Seriously. It's really right up your alley. <laughs> but but that was, my, like, I had the same <laughs> note on Rodney, though, is that, like, he's a really interesting character because he's introduced as, like, oh, Rodney, he doesn't know anything. But then he's, like, scraping artifacts into a plastic bag and yeah. then also, like, so excited about that seal. Yeah. Why? Like, is he just misunderstood? That's what I, I wanted Maybe. to know more. We lost Rodney too soon, is how yeah, I feel. Yeah, we'll
1: never know. We'll never know. Um, also, the tour guide with the microphone and the red jacket, oh. like, oh my right this yes, right That's a great way. jacket. He's very, um like, John Waters. Yeah. Oh, oh right? there it is. I
3: couldn't is. think of yeah. it until right
2: now. I was like, what does he remind me
3: of? Oh. Yeah. That'd yes. have been a great
2: That's cameo totally. if that was. Oh, that actually was John Waters. Ugh. Fantastic. We should have asked John Waters if he wanted to be on the <laughs> next time. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: mm. Wow, 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 um, wow. but yeah. Yeah. So then right, factually speaking, fa- <laughs> factually speaking, in quotes, the seal is taken, the mummy r- rises, mm-hmm. the life gets sucked out of Rodney,
3: and
1: then the worst thing ever happens, which is that yeah. the dehydrated mummy's eye sockets oh. open. <laughs> oh,
3: those eyes, the worst! Oh. Yeah, the that...
1: worst. Oh. I watched wow. this the first time while I was home or not home, I was alone in an Airbnb in Nashville, and it was like <laughs> midnight, mm-hmm. and I was by myself and I actually even though I've seen this episode a bunch of times I jumped uh, (laughs) when she like reached up towards Rodney and then when those eye sockets opened, I was like oh this is not going to bode well for my (laughs) sleep for
2: the rest of this trip Mm -hmm. so
1: do do the
2: eye op- Does that eye opening moment trigger which we've talked about? I think on the podcast before your aversion to porous things. Yeah, it's oh. it's in.
1: There's some overlap there. I mean, it's <laughs> not like pure, but it's definitely not great. Cool. cool.
2: <sighs>
1: great. Great.
2: So, so then we have the credits. Yeah, then we have the wonderful credits, yeah. which is an, which is nice because the rest of this episode is uh narrated or um, what do you call it? Scored with just pan flute. <laughs> oh which god is, uh, uh, also i think a, a problem so you know yeah problem number yeah. one we should have like a little prob- problematic bu- buzzer oh, that oh just, my god every time it, it,
3: be too many yeah we would just yeah. the whole we would it would be buzzing the whole time basically every time xander speaks uh, there's
2: that yeah oh. xander's definitely given the majority of problematic <laughs> lines uh oh which god which is i think Fitting for his Fair. character, right, right in line. not Fair. that does, that's not to say that these lines should be, have been written, um, <laughs> but if we if they had to be written and given to anyone, probably Xander yeah. is um, landing in the right spot. But you know, it's funny. I like when we talk about because, right, uh, for example, Xander has this moment where he's like, "I don't know any Spanish
3: except mm-hmm. for uh,
2: Doritos and Chihuahua." Well, he <laughs> says, "Do we
3: have to speak Spanish around right. this guy?" Which as a Latina, hearing that, it's like great. Great. Makes
2: you feel really wonderful. Yeah, though. I would feel
3: welcome in that school. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah. But my like and if and if you were meeting Xander and he was like, Doritos No, um the first thing that Xander actually says I Ugh. is Ay, caramba.
3: Ay, caramba. That <laughs>
2: is
1: such a bummer. It's
2: really... And it just goes on and on. It's like, the, you know... Your Spanish, it's a,
1: bueno. uh, your Spanish is very bueno. Sorry. Your Spanish is very bueno. Yeah. Ugh. Taking all the joy it, out of
2: it, May's it, enjoyment of your Spanish by
1: <laughs> <laughs> quoting a, a racist line. Oh, sorry, 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 uh, sorry. I, It's this, this, this trope that you see when somebody doesn't sp- speak English... Where people speak really, really loud, slow and loud. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But Buffy and Willow are speaking just regular. Right. And she's understanding and talking right. with them. And it's great.
1: And I
2: wonder like, yeah. how we would look at this episode, too, if um, Empada... I mean, do we call her Inca Mummy Girl or Empada? Because that's the name that she takes after she kills Empada. Let's call her Empada. Right. Yeah. The, it's like, I wonder how... Different. This would have at least been if Empata was like, "The fuck is your problem?" Like, <laughs> there's something like doubly <laughs> troublesome about the fact that you know they've they've made her character like. I love, I love, I literally love the most racist person. Yeah. In the yeah, this is treating
3: me like an idiot. Yeah. And I love him And for I love it.
2: that. Yeah. Which
3: is yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was. It's. I think it's bad enough. Well, but she it, has been dead for a really long she, time. Right. It's true. And Xander is just right there.
1: Right. Well, and that,
2: but and that's the thing too. Is like I was thinking about this as a person who grew up in the '90s, and as a person who probably fucking said a lot of this stuff. <laughs> like not like mm-hmm. no fucking joke. I like I had no fucking idea that you know it, when I was sixteen, seventeen, if I was like, oh my gosh, I like it would have never mm-hmm. occurred to me. Which is certainly not to take the fucking responsibility off of myself for knowing things like that. But it is a an eye opener, I think, to see. To see something like this, to realize like where I am now in my like education and my awareness, and mm-hmm. then think back to where I was as a teenager and be like, oh, cool. Not only is this a problem, but like probably I was fucking saying mm. things just like this all the time. Cool. Great talk, <sighs> everyone. Yeah. yeah. Just being honest. Just being yeah. Real, just
1: letting everyone mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it is kind of like a little bit of a time capsule in, and a developmental. Capsule, I guess, like that sort of intersection, like right. mm. because we were that age when this was airing, right? And like Sunnydale is like a pretty white place. I grew up in a very white place, Shame. very white, where like this wasn't part of the conversation. Where this conversation would like have blown my mind, <laughs> right? But I don't think it's as yeah. A- yeah. I don't
2: like. I think maybe for us it's a developmental time capsule, but I think in terms of the world or the, this country, right, it's, it's hmm. not a time ta- like. It's not specific to the 90s. As
1: evidenced by recent political (laughs) events. Oh, Oh, fuck.
2: Yeah. Hey, guys. We're breaking the fourth wall for just a second here because we want to talk to you about something. There's a lot going on in our world and in our country right now. There has been, but everything has reached critical mass and when we come upon issues like this in the episodes or just in general chatter we're really wondering if you want to hear more from us about our feelings on those things you can certainly find our feelings on what's happening in the united states and in the world at large on our personal social media accounts but we know you might want to keep this a space for escapism vampires and all of that good stuff so if you wouldn't mind Shoot us a tweet, shoot us an email, shoot us a Facebook message and just let us know. Do you want to hear more politics in here or would you like us to stick to Angel Buffy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. For now, we're going to talk about Willow.
1: What's worse, seeing Willow in pain or seeing Willow in pain over Xander oh. in an episode where he is being
3: particularly
1: <laughs> dreadful? Yeah. It's,
3: it's all terrible. It's
2: <laughs> I'm really interested by Xander's uh, uh, like by the arc of like Xander's crush on Buffy and how open they all are about mm. talking about it. It just doesn't seem like a thing that would have happened in high school. Like I, I don't know right. that we were at all able to talk about the fact that we had a, like an unrequited crush on another person mm. and he's really open about it. And they're all just like, they're all just like, yeah,
1: Xander with this that silly. Xander crush. had a crush on Buffy, and Willow's got a crush on Xander, and yeah, Xander doesn't right. think yeah. about Willow's lips. But maybe because they're dealing with literal life and death stuff oh. all day, every day. Mm, that's fair. The the stuff that would normally be way more dramatic, right? In your high school time, yeah, that's like, true. Like, sort of shrinks. That's true.
2: Keen observation, I that's think. That's
3: true. Yeah. I wanted to say Keen. though. All this freaking time I think about kissing my best friends, like whether in a romantic way or a non-romantic way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, So like mm -hmm, I didn't understand mm -hmm. that argument that she's my best friend. So she doesn't have the kind of lips that I think about kissing. Right. Well, I also think. That didn't resonate.
2: It also seemed like, because I agree, I think it's more of the thing you say when you don't know how to say Mm -hmm. the truth. Like, oh, but I don't want to ruin our friendship. It's Mm -hmm. like if you have the feelings, too, that you want to kiss the person or whatever, pretty much usually just take the risk. Right. right. So, yeah. But Willow Willow has a lot of heartbreaking yeah. moments in this. I just love oh. her, her. sweet little self. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, Willow. But we meet Oz.
4: Yeah.
2: We meet Oz this episode.
1: Oz is my favorite know. male
3: character on the show, I think.
1: Wow. Oh, that's great. And where are you yeah, where are currently? You?
3: I'm uh, in the middle of season three still.
2: What are we in? Season two? This okay. is season two. Mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like cool. a
3: season ahead of where.
2: Cool, cool, cool. This is right now. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, Oz is Oz is pretty great. Oz is a big for those of you watching real time with us. Although I feel like it's every day that we get another tweet from someone who's like, "Sorry, I finished it." (laughs) 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 I don't know where. Oops. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna lose everyone. By the time we're in season three, everyone will have watched the whole series. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Oz, Oz appearing is a big deal. And like, Mm. shout out to Oz. Um. Shout out to Oz for the New York Islanders t-shirt uh, yes um i was born on long island and i was there for 12 years and then lived in the city for 15 so like so you're basically oz. like best friends with Oz. i'm best so. friends with Oz. okay got it got it
1: but got also it, like it. that's a choice do we find out that oz is even from new york is he just wearing a new york islander shirt i think he's just wearing a new new york islander shirt i, like I don't
3: it. know if he would be a sports fan right he's right? wearing it
1: like ironically yeah maybe he bought maybe it at he, goodwill as yeah like, a i was joke.
3: gonna say he probably just like are, like, likes the graphic on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the colors. Yes. Yes. Blue and
1: orange, pretty solid,
2: pretty solid color combo.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, as we meet him, he's having a conversation with Devin, who has just oh, you know had an exchange with Cordelia, <laughs> who is dating him, which I 100% do not buy. I don't think Cordelia buys it. Do you see the kiss? <laughs> Did you see the kiss? <laughs> <laughs> There's something <laughs> else going on there. She's just killing some time. She's definitely
2: mm. killing. Cordelia literally kisses him on the cheek as though they're like brother and sister she's like yeah
1: yeah and oh god when Devin is talking to oz about cordelia like have you ever heard like a less convinced or like more distanced from the actual meaning (laughs) of the sentence in uh performance of the sentence yeah she's a hot girl (laughs) it's so great like yeah yeah, she's a hot girl. Right. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Cue that line, I'm supposed to say.
2: So you stop talking. Yeah, yeah. How it, yeah, how it yeah. reads. Yeah. Um, I do not remember Oz having such a facial hair situation. Yeah, it's really happening. Mm. It's really it's happening. A lot. Which, you know, might get us right into talking with Kate. Oh yeah. I think mean, Kate has some. Kate to say. has a lot to say. Kate, <laughs> Kate has actually a lot to say. So yeah, let's hear it. Please.
5: It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy Fashion Update. Welcome back one and all to the glorious return of Buffy Fashion Watch in one of the most bizarre and culturally insensitive episodes of the entire series. (laughs) Inka mummy Girl has everything. Overalls, wool hats, and pink miniskirts that practically double as belts. Cordelia's lightened her hair, Willow's fully dedicated to pigtails, Cordelia's got a bougie knitted cardigan, and later a vaguely Hawaiian-themed bikini, and nobody calls her friend out on wearing a racist geisha costume. Xander wears a poncho. The background extras at the bronze are in t-shirts for no reason, and not costumes, except for a couple who look like they might be in their 40s. Oz shows up and has a soul patch, and Pada produces a tailored, non-specific quote-unquote period costume and jewelry out of thin air and wears the absolute hell out of a golden copper makeup scheme complete with a killer Twiggy-style cut crease in her eyeshadow despite having been dead for hundreds of years before, like, two days ago. There, Guys, there is just too much going on in this one episode. But if I was gonna nail it down to one thing, listen... Buffy in her bedroom before the dance, hair up, white t-shirt with those baggy overalls. Man, like, that's just a really good look. I'm telling you, we did not appreciate the 90s enough. I'll be back for Halloween, and until then, I'll see you at the mall. That was our friend Kate. Thank you, Kate.
2: Thank you so much. Kate. Oh my God! Oh, not. I think that might have been my favorite fashion watch Ma- all time of all time. I fashion yeah, watch Hall really of Fame. Really for sure. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the fashion park, Kate. <laughs> mm. um, I want to. We, you know, we we've already gotten into the Oz part of the show, but I want to just jump back a second because I had a, a logistical question, which is, how in the fuck did Empata know about Empata? Like, we go to the bus station mm. and she's like. And I'm like, first of all, how do you know his name?
1: Do you think she's all related Latinas to the- All us know each other. Oh, oh
3: right. <laughs> All of us know oh. all
1: of us. I thought oh, maybe I'm she so was sorry. related to the, the mystical hyenas uh-huh. from season one, episode six. And that she- wait, and she was so she could see? Well, the myth, the myth about the hyenas was that they would follow you around during the day and then call your name at night and oh. lure you alone out oh. into the dark. Too much? Too soon? Oh, no, it's great. It's okay. great. I'm happy about it. But yeah, I was just like, wait a second. What's going on? Yeah, there's a bit of a hole there. That's
2: exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's so silly yeah. of me. So silly of me. Also, this, I don't need a big discussion here, but I just did want to say, Bodyguard in the Bushes, LOL. Because
4: <laughs> yeah. I really
2: enjoy that pan where he's just like, the lights cast on him and he's like,
1: oh my God. Yeah, and it's like catching on his scar. Yeah. Mm. This is a really
2: sad story
1: like mm-hmm. oh my god and a story that really highlights of one of our recurring themes which is the patriarchy <laughs> oh.
2: sorry i didn't even know you were going there i just <laughs> fell right into the patriarchy with no warning
1: a young woman has been chosen and she has to be sacrificed so yeah. for the safety of her people yeah. right and she has no choice in the matter kind of like somebody else we know oh so, yeah mm-hmm. sounds a little familiar but it's hard because like you know
2: She's the bad guy, I guess, but she's not because she, like, you know, she just wants her life. She just wants, yeah. to, live. She just wants to live. I mean,
3: she murders she, people. She
1: does but, right, but she murders
3: children. She murders like, but she like, like, the, like the, the sixteen like, year olds. You know, she
1: got murdered first. <laughs> she just <laughs> ah! yeah it's like nah! if you get murdered and then you murder other people doesn't it just sort of like come oh, out that's like the double wash? jeopardy yeah yeah okay.
2: <laughs> but maybe maybe she's murdered a few too many for
3: it to yeah mm.
2: cancel out but i ha- i just i don't know i found it hard to like actually hate her at any point oh yeah no episode. i didn't hate her
3: at all yeah because
2: you just like i don't know you really
3: empathize
2: with her or something yeah, Set. you feel and it. And it's um, a
3: total...
2: Oh. my god.
4: Wow. <laughs> I'm
2: a thighs. <laughs>
1: <pot-a-thighs>.
2: That's really <laughs> good. Um Jenny, I know that you had a moment you wanted to talk about with uh, between Oz and Devin.
1: <sighs> uh, your lead guitar Oz, that's Currency and the and the hand motion of Currency. <laughs> Devin <sighs> You haven't seen the last of Devin. If you're watching this for the first time, you'll see Devin again here and there. And like, he never disappoints. He is like the sort of like absolute peak, most like he's just 155% high school lead singer. Oh, well, as evidenced later in the episode when he (laughs) is singing.
2: Horrific
1: oh 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 you Riff don't like it. his moves i hate it but
2: i hate if it. If gavin rossdale
1: was doing that you would have been like oh, gavin rossdale God.
2: would never do that and that's why i like gavin rossdale <laughs> it's not mm. how gavin ross i don't know ever.
1: i've seen gavin rossdale move in ways that are not too far away from that i'll show you some videos later no
2: <laughs> you won't take gavin rossdale from me <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was very upset about the moves, Devin's moves on stage. Mm. No, no, thumbs down. <sighs> embodiment. It just made me, you know what? It made me feel like the patriarchy. The mm. patriarchy. Sorry, I'm going to say it again. You know what? In this new world of ours, I think we're allowed <laughs> to say the patriarchy more times. As many times as you need. <laughs> Use as want. Yeah. needed. If you may. Wait,
3: That's and speaking short. of the new world, though. Yes. I hate that this exchange student is from South America, the continent, continent as opposed to a specific, <laughs> a specific place.
1: place yeah is that Do they never say a country they never say a country i don't
3: think so because they, they just over and over again say south america
2: yeah well we hear like because giles is like oh well from the same region the same
3: region
2: <laughs> of south america but where does Peru? where's
3: which they did get like they got some factual stuff right like the well, the mountain god that they say isn't the name of a god, but it's the name of a volcano in Peru. Oh, wow. Which is where the Incas lived. Mm-hmm. So, like, they did get that right. But. But, like, that's yeah. it. They, like, stopped at that point. Yeah. They're like, okay, <laughs> now we can just make it up.
2: Well, when people ask me where I'm from, <laughs> I say North America. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah,
1: exactly. well, you might
3: want to
2: start doing that yeah. now. Yeah. For, for yeah. the next few years. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, solid call. Uh, and speaking of shitty things, yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, this this one's just Xander specific. Mm. There's this really, really great moment, and what I mean by great is like it encapsulates, I think, um, you know, some of Xander's character. Where Willow is like, blah blah blah, and my costume, and Xander's like, but um, what about me? Mm. <laughs> and I like stopped and I looked at May and I looked at Jenny and I was like, well, isn't that just exactly it? <laughs> Xander really is. But what about me, guys? That's... Yeah. If there was one line yeah. to boil Xander down to. Oh my God. What about me? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we've we've laid off Xander a little bit, so I feel very
1: comfortable going full <laughs> full throttle. I mean, it's just a rough episode. It is for it's him. Rough s- <laughs> of It's a for rough episode for, episode
3: for the people he talks to. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh May, I'm so glad you're here. This <laughs> oh is
3: just
4: God.
2: great. Just great. Uh, while we're talking, let's just stay on this train of horror, um, <laughs> because then we get to the library, then we get to the library uh, and Pada is there, um, Giles legitimately doesn't even, like, doesn't even really say hi. Like, Giles is yeah. just straight up like, oh, you're here. Nah. You're here and you're from South America. Can you translate the seal? Can you translate the seal? So, how about we don't, um... You know, have one of the major lessons in the episode be: if you need something translated, go find somebody from that region who has, n- like, literally you don't even know them, you've never even met them, and yeah. say, "Oh, don't introduce yourself." No, don't say anything to just them. Just
3: everyone from the continent of South America can translate ancient pictograms. Yeah, like that's it's just, just common knowledge. Just how
2: they're raised Ugh. is to yeah. learn. Yeah, of course.
1: I will say that yeah. when when something uh, bad is afoot, when something evil is happening mm-hmm. and there's uh, research to be done, Giles is short with everyone, That's including brutal. Jenny Callender, <laughs> who he totally wants to get with. Yep, yep. But I don't know if... Is that
2: necessary, Jenny? I don't know. No, but it is a character <laughs> observation, but... Come on. I mean, yeah, no, it's rough. If Giles is short with everyone, Giles should still have the awareness that perhaps maybe at least say hello before you... Giles should have the
3: awareness that a teenager in (laughs) modern-day Peru (laughs) would not be able to translate 500-year-old pictograms.
1: What? Yeah! Yeah! uh, and the fact that she can doesn't ra- raise any suspicions <laughs> well because because they, they all assume, assume that she, that that she could write right yeah. of course of course
2: of course yeah so, uh. which which is a great <laughs> lesson which is in you know maybe the less um racist you are the more chances you have of solving the mystery mm-hmm. but you've
3: blown oh my it. <laughs> or of detecting mummies <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, cool. Well, one one thing I will say about this scene is that Giles looks good with a magnifying glass. I don't know if we've seen him <laughs> yes. with a magnifying glass before, but it looks very natural. Yes,
2: I agree. I agree. One
1: positive thing.
2: I agree. And then, sorry, that, not that this is a positive thing, but we have this moment with Willow again. Now oh. that's so sad. I just there's like three distinct Willow moments where she's just heartbroken, but it's good because her heartbrokenness is kind of like propelling her to take some initiative Hmm. and we see her like even though she's feeling sad be like you know what you should do you should take her to the dance and not me and i'll be fine which is like a pretty badass moment for willow Willow. right yeah so i love that today's episode is brought to you by regal cinemas
0: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind.
3: This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like
0: funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm sorry, it's like I I keep looking like there will be something really fun and wonderful to discuss. But the next thing that I have on my list is Twinkies. Twinkies oh. on the Bleachers.
1: Yo, repeat uh, that which fact. Is a, great, you found. a great
2: album name Twinkies on Twinkies the Bleachers. Twinkies <laughs> on the Bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. Look out for my, <laughs> Jenny my album. Twinkies on the yeah.
1: Bleachers.
2: Um, oh, yeah. So uh, one of the trivia facts that I read from IMDb was that the um, they had to eat 10, like about 10 Twinkies for every take of the scene as they did it, which mm. seems
1: like a lot. I feel like probably th- isn't it a thing where if you have to like shoot a scene where you're eating a food over spit and over it again but you, oh, you, sp- you like it, put yeah. it in mouth and then yeah.
2: Yeah, so maybe the trivia was being dramatic cuz they made it seem like they were Eating the twin, like you know, they weren't mm-hmm. like. Then they had to chew on ten Twinkies because that's <laughs> that's a little less dramatic. But... Also,
3: it sounds gross. Chew chewing on which I ten- mean, <laughs> eating ten Twinkies sounds really gross. Also, <laughs> but this... when you see the way that Xander chews, oh,
2: oh my it's just why? Like what? I don't understand. <laughs> I pulled... just pulled her beanie like down <laughs> over her whole face and was like, why? <laughs> oh, this... I don't understand why anyone would have done this to us. Why would anyone make us watch Xander shove a Twinkie hole into his mouth?
3: (laughs) And then keep talking. And then
4: keep talking. Yeah,
3: And the amount of Twinkie doesn't get any less. No, it's just just mushing around in there. (laughs) So much in his mouth.
2: It's not great. No, it's really not. And then she does the same thing. And and it's like way better when she does it. But it's still. Yeah, but it's still. (laughs) Somebody shoving a whole Twinkie in their mouth. This might be controversial, but I did have a moment, especially in the first watching of this where I kind of found myself a little bit endeared in the moment when she you see that she's liking him for the first time, which of course is a problem, but <laughs> but she's liking him for the first time and he's seeing that she's liking him and I did have a moment for Xander where uh, cuz you know, he has moments in this where you see that he is I mean very insecure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he's, you know, very overwhelmed by the fact that he's talking to this girl and she actually likes him.
3: And like, she's like a gorgeous girl. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Total like, absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's, yeah. But, boy
3: on clothes fit her super well so
2: and she's an, <laughs> like she's
3: amazing you know, especially well.
2: that dress she wears to the dance. <laughs> as talked about yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
4: um
2: but uh, the, uh, one other little thing is that uh, may did you watch the show friends have you seen the, that i've series? no
3: i'm i've famously never seen it
2: incredible <sighs> yeah well, this will be per- perhaps lost on you then but Um, We've gotten feedback from our listeners on Mm -hmm. some of the overlap between the character of Xander and the character of Chandler on Mm -hmm. Friends. They really are. They have a lot of overlap, especially in the places where we don't like them. Um, That's like a very, you know. uh, And so there was a there's a moment and listeners if you saw it if you did not see it you should go back especially if you know friends there's a moment on the bleachers when he i think hands her what does he say that's why you bring two because she's like well what about me i'm not gonna get to try it now and he says that's that's why you bring two and he does this little gesture and it is like you are watching chandler from it is, oh yeah I, it's incredible
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It's, that's the one who he's the guy who was in 30 rock or uh the like Aaron Sorkin's 30 Rock, right, Studio 60. Oh, so oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, because
3: yeah. that's what I thought when I wa- watched, because I love Studio 60 on Sunset ah. Strip, and so that's where I know that actor from. And so you recognize. And so I was like, oh, he looks exactly like that actor. wow. Oh,
2: yes. oh, wow. Yeah, so that was just is. a real, like, whoa <sighs> moment. Um, Xander
1: kicks a little bit of ass in the fight scene. I, okay, so here's something in terms of, like, things I don't buy. Yeah, Xander kicking ass in the bite scene. <laughs> I mean, Xander <laughs> participates in in slaying activities yeah, as like no, a supporting member, mm-hmm. right? But this, um, so Gil Bur- Birmingham, who's playing a character known only as Peru Man, <sighs> who is the uh, bodyguard, whose you know existence is tied to the mummy.
3: Mm-hmm. But is he like an ancient person also, or is he like? in the line oh up. my
1: god I just assumed he was a mystical ancient person uh, who sort of like it, like would his apparate. father was
3: one and his grandfather oh. was one he's
1: like a slayer yeah
3: exactly wow
1: that's what I assumed <gasps> that's way cooler that's much cooler <laughs> oh and, okay, and that would make that would, and also would really explain why he's wearing like loafers <laughs> even though he has that sort of like flowing
5: blouse and a scimitar <laughs>
1: Uh, he has like khakis and loafers. So from the waist down, he's like modern man, and from the waist up, he's like keeping traditional. Yeah. Life,
4: <laughs> I guess. <Yeah. laughs>
1: okay. Oh no! Was that what? What then? What does that
2: mean? I guess. He, I guess the mummy doesn't need a, a watcher or what a bodyguard anymore because then she's gone. Right? She's destroyed. Yeah. But
3: also, he probably has a son or daughter who who had, knows that they have to step was, like, up. Who oh, like felt it like wow. a movement in the forest and was like, "Oh, now it's my turn." Wow. You yeah. <laughs> know.
2: Right. May, what a right. brilliant interpretation. <laughs> thank God you're here. Yeah, thank God. You know what? I don't want to take us um, like off the episode for too long, but since, May, you are here, I just want to make sure we talk about the fact that, was it last week that we were talking about the Cordelia on Cordelia fanfiction? Oh, in the last
3: episode? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, um, May, uh, why don't you tell us what you've done?
3: Oh, I read it. I read it and I loved it.
2: Wow, 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 wow. I loved it a
3: lot, actually. I'm
2: really... I was, like, so excited. Can you tell us about it? Or one of them you said was super short.
3: Yeah. Well, so the first one... Well, so, again, Cameron Glavin, a friend of all of ours, brought these to our attention. The first one is called um, The Boy, The Girl, and The Flower, which I don't know why it's called that, (laughs) because... (laughs) <laughs> There's no boys in the story the and no flowers like in the story, um, and it's like 270 words or something. It's by Sangaren. All these are are on an archive of our own, um, which is like a fanfic website. Cool, but mm. it's just so it's super short and like Cordelia meets another Cordelia, and then oh. they just like kiss and like it's just a little bit of stuff. It's really fun and cute. And this, the uh, the last line is so perfect. The last line is, there have always been people willing to call you a narcissist. Why shouldn't you make the most of it?
0: Wow. <laughs> Which
3: I am obsessed with that. Wow. That's so perfect.
0: Wow. Wow. That's wow, wow, wow,
3: wow. So wow. perfect.
0: Uh, wow. A-, a
2: plus, I have not read the whole thing, but I will. And yeah, well, uh,
3: that that right there was like a tenth of it because it's very short.
2: But like, if that's a tenth, <laughs> I'm into the other nine tenths. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh,
3: the other one is much longer. It's like six to 7,000 words. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Chase versus Chase <laughs> <laughs> by C D Y B E D A H L. Okay. Um and this I didn't understand like the plot points because it took place during the TV show Angel. So there are oh, some characters I didn't recognize. I see. I see. But it's so, like they were all in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but so yeah, there were people who, that were mentioned who I did not know. But the description of the thing said what little plot there is in this one is just a flimsy excuse to pair Cordy up with herself. <laughs> So the the characters I didn't know didn't really matter. Right right, 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 right. But it's great. Cordelia gets hit with a spell from a demon, and it splits her into like good Cordelia and bad Cordelia. Oh, oh yeah.
5: Wow. And it
3: gets really sexy. It's amazing. Okay. Oh, I would oh absolutely God. recommend it. <laughs> Fantastic. It's terrific. <laughs>
1: Fantastic,
2: yep. yes. May.
3: Oh tastic Oh my
2: god! You're just—that's it. You're hired. You know what I mean? Thank wow. you. Wow, May. Thank you for reading. Thank you for doing that work for oh, us. Oh, it was yes. very difficult. For, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, some of you were a little upset last week because Cordelia didn't get her jingle. And to be honest with you, I don't know that Cordelia would have gotten her jingle in this
1: episode if it wasn't for this hot new fanfic news. Yes, <laughs>
2: hot, hot uh, fanfic reporting by May Rude. So, um, let's hear it. As always, if you want to have that be the way that your phone lets you know that an incoming call has arrived,
3: you can just go <laughs> to iTunes and get yourself a Cordelia ringtone. It's my ringtone and, and my alarm. Yeah, nice. oh,
2: it's mine man. as well. It's and I like often do not answer calls because I just want to hear the rest <laughs> of it. So wow, yeah, making people happy a very important <laughs> thing in these in these days. Very true. Um. So a little shout out to the call out for um the praying mantis mm-hmm. episode oh
1: yeah i thought yes. that was really
2: fun and also kind of like uh in- important because it is pretty it's a big bummer that xander <laughs> has had like two encounters of a sexual nature that we've seen and and believe to be like the only two
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: one, and one, she turns into a praying mantis and tries to eat him. And two, she's t- turning into a mummy and mm-hmm. almost tries to suck the life force out of his mm-hmm. body.
1: Oh dear! Sorry about oh, that. Don't bother! But
2: also, I think we're all okay with Sander having a little heartbreak. Yeah. So you win some, you lose some. It's fine. It's fine. Also, very um. Hocus-pocus in the, like, sucking of life force. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, yeah. The way that she, like, sucks their life out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very hocus-pocus-y. Cool.
1: We, we don't see her suck the life out of any
2: girls. Oh, yeah.
3: She gets close. Willow. With Willow. But no cigar. Right. I know.
2: Well, that would be a little scandalous, don't right. you think? Right, 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 right. <laughs> no one in Sunnydale is gay, Jenny. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Goodness. Sorry I brought it up. Goodness, also. <laughs> There's this moment. So when um Empata and Buffy are in Buffy's room and Empata's getting ready for the dance. And Empada's like, I just love this. (laughs) Like she's like, um, you remind me, you always think of everyone else before yourself, Buffy. And it reminds me (laughs) of (laughs) me. (laughs) Which is like so
4: perfect.
1: Because
2: Buffy definitely doesn't always think of everybody before herself. (laughs) And just as Empata doesn't. So I just really loved the, that That's pretty moment, great.
1: You know? Mm. But they do have this cool moment where she's sort of, like, you know, telling the tale of the Inca princess and saying how she, like, yeah. you know, she that only she could defend her people from the netherworld. She is, like, this chosen one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gave up her life to protect her people. And Buffy's she like, her chance like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It is. And then, I mean, that parallel is, like, kind of hit again with... Um, you know, when the... Is it when the bodyguard... Yeah, it's when the bodyguard is in the bathroom with her that he's like, "You like, I understand what you're saying, but you're the chosen one and you have to die. It's mm-hmm. like verbatim what we saw in Prophecy Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I have a choice. And then she kills him and sucks the life out of him, which is kind of like what it looked like when the master... Like the sucking of... You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's just like a lot of overlap between these two. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apart, of course, from
1: the fact that Buffy doesn't Oh, there goes your patrol cat, Jenny. <gasps> patrol cat We should tell everybody about your patrol cat. You guys, we have this cat in our neighborhood. He's called Patrol Cat by us. By us. Uh, <laughs> he's like um he's like if Chris Pratt were a cat. Chris Cat. That oh god. <laughs> and that might be polarizing, but like, you know, I-, I don't know how you feel about Chris Pratt. I think he's like generally pretty likable. Yeah. For sure. Uh sure. Especially, like, Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt. Ooh, that's the iteration of Chris Pratt that this cat reminds us of. Anyway, <laughs> every day without fail, just as the sun is about to sink behind the mountains in, in our home, um, this effing cat just comes trot. We're on the corner, and he comes trotting up one side of the block and hangs uh, right. And trots across our our front porch mm-hmm. and then trots under my studio window and trots off down the street every day the same, same pattern Exactly. it is <sighs> just it's my best moment of every day. I love it so much. It's really remarkable. maybe you have a cat
3: I do yeah what? Sawyer <gasps> Sawyer right. mm-hmm. she's how old is, How old is Sawyer? She's like ten or eleven. she's getting old
1: a sophisticated yeah. yeah. We just were talking to somebody tastes. whose cat lived to 21. Who oh, was that? Whoa. I can't remember, but
3: yeah. that was 21.
1: A number that is unfathomable, like the sound of that. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know with cats, yeah. they'll surprise you. Yeah, they might just keep <laughs> yeah. living despite you. <laughs> so, True. Yeah, it's possible. True. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, um Wait, what were you saying? What was I saying? Patrol cat. Oh, I don't know. It was. I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> that important. <laughs> so after we hear this tale again, or like a more detailed version of this tale. Because the the uh hotel the John Waters. Hotel. Yeah, the John Waters guy. <laughs> he looks like he works in a hotel to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, like jo- yeah, a hot hotel, hotel John Waters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like gave us gave the students the rundown a little bit on this mythology. Um but we're getting like a more in depth, more patriarchy centric version mm-hmm. from Ampata herself. Mm-hmm. And then we have like uh, just like this like as if there weren't enough things uh, to bum you out in this episode. They just slide white trash in there. Oh right, oh, yeah. and it's... that's uh... yeah, one thing great. I do like. Maybe like the best thing that Xander does in this episode is his like salivating boy gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> which I found like very convincing and like relatively charming. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all right. Fine. And then like sure.
1: Joyce gets in there to just like drop a little Fuck. zinger. Oh. It's incredible because Christine Sutherland was paid to be in this episode literally for like one line where she just
2: called Buffy stubborn and then Buffy rolled her eyes. That was Mm -hmm. it. That was the whole thing. And And then it's time for the mm. dance.
1: Before we get to the dance the second thing that Joy says is like and this
2: like it's meant to
1: set up Buffy sort of like, you know, Buffy's mirror of Ampata's life where she's like you know we're we're highlighting that like buffy doesn't have a normal life but like joyce says like uh two days in america and and pato already <laughs> seems like she belongs here yeah <sighs> i always find like I,
2: it's always a little bit hard for me to ingest those lines from joyce because joyce really seems like uh, she just doesn't seem like the kind of mom that would pull that shit, you know, like, guilting Buffy for not going to the dance. Like, making Buffy feel shitty about burning down her school and, like, <laughs> wanting her not to get in trouble, fine. But, like, I just, I don't know, maybe I just want her to not be that person to, like, you know, mm-hmm. make her kid feel bad about not going to the dance.
1: Oh, I was thinking more, like, along the lines of, like, uh, you know...
3: Like a brown person doesn't belong in America. Right,
1: right. But, but all of a sudden, like she's trying really hard oh. or she's like assimilating and that's like, she's doing normal high school girl stuff and that makes it okay oh. that she's here. Oh,
2: I see. Well, yeah, that's also a thing. I, I just not... want to
1: crumple up this episode and throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, but it is like, it, I, it is the first episode that has like a major... Latina character right mm-hmm. but I want
1: to pull that back <laughs> out of the trash smooth it out and hang it up next to my little cut out of Ariana Grande <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah <sighs> I mean yeah it is it is
2: but um I don't know is it better to have had it or not I, I you
3: know is it more well, trouble like, to- I think she's a pretty good character just people don't treat her well.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, she's you a dream. Well, I like, mean, she, she's yeah, great. She, the
3: world she's thrown into is just racist. Super racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which
1: mm-hmm. is, yeah.
3: hmm hmm mm.
1: <sighs> Speaking of racist, yeah! let's go to the dance. <laughs> uh, oh, um, God. Cultures oh. are not costumes. People are not costumes. Mm.
2: Yeah, the, the woman... Oh, it's just bad. We heard Kate Kate talked about it already. But
3: theme costume or theme parties are like my favorite thing on earth. Like I love parties where you have to go dressed in a costume. Right. But this was like my nightmare. This was so bad. Well, because
2: yeah, of exactly what right, what you just said.
3: It's like a bunch of white people dressed as like as other A Japanese geisha. As, as, like, this most stereotypical... There was, like, someone dressed as, like, an Arab sheik.
2: Oh, I didn't even see that. It was, like,
3: a lot of bad stuff. Yeah,
2: a lot of... lot. Yeah, so... Um, There's a Native
3: American costume. uh,
2: Yeah, so Um, not good. Not good, not good. I like
1: Jonathan's uh, Crocodile Dundee outfit. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan! That was... A ray of light. Welcome,
2: Jonathan, who you don't know has a name. But. Yeah, I
3: was going to say, I don't know who Jonathan is. Yeah, but... uh,
1: The guy dressed as Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's I Jonathan. I thought he was
3: dressed as the kangaroo rat from Rescuers Down Under.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Amazing. What?
2: Rescuers Down Under, when did that come out? Great question. Right? Great, question. Great question. First fact digitally check, fact
3: animated fact. film.
2: Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. I mean, it had to be around maybe like five years before this 1990 this is 1997 that shit i don't know anything but like the chronology (laughs) of television and movies in the (laughs) 90s i somehow have like a hold on nice um also another speaking of like nine awesome 90s references uh the name of oz's band dingoes ate my baby is oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. like this very famous australian story uh, not story, reality. Mm. Um, but was also referenced in Seinfeld. That's like a very famous reference sure. in I haven't Seinfeld. Seen that either? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's right, a, right. there's a whole episode where um, why can't Elaine is like screaming about the dingo eating her baby. Uh-oh. Right, right. So right, it's right. just like you know, obviously a news story that took mm. the, the country slash perhaps the world by storm. Um, and we have it here. And is that do you know if that's the name of like do we see dingoes ate my baby? Is that that's Oz's band band Devin and
1: Oz's band for for a long time great
2: oh that's you guys know Devin I don't remember anything about Devin but Devin's yeah he's just
1: around singing in Dingo's Ain't My Baby for a little while (laughs) you guys if you don't know what the rat from the rescuers down under looks like I just want to encourage you to take a brief moment to go a google in can you show me can you flip it around so I can
2: um see it with the new eyes Yes. It's
3: like the exact outfit.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what Jonathan is wearing. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> wow. We'll do... We'll put up a side-by-side. So oh, he's we not can... wearing pants. If we can
2: find... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put Because he's up, a rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, rats don't wear pants, so... <laughs>
1: that would be silly. <laughs> that uh, side would by be side. silly. <laughs> 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 we'll do a side-by-side of, of Jonathan at the dance and the rat from yes, Red. we'll and put it on, on Facebook
2: and Twitter um, so you can check that out.
1: <laughs> that's like... It's funny because that's a, like... Job or like a practical type of dress for like a particular mm-hmm. climate or a particular activity. Right. I, I don't know what I'm that talking about. That was your about. full thought. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I maybe should have just vetted that one before I um, opened my
2: mouth. Also, has Giles come over to Buffy's house yet? Because that struck me as, like, a thing that I don't know that we've seen before. I feel like he has
1: been over one other time. One other time? With, like, the gang, I I think. Okay. Because I was like, whoa. And, like, you know, (laughs) Giles
2: is, like, up in
1: Buffy's room. Like,
2: where is Joyce? Mm -hmm. And what would happen? Like, how would you possibly explain why your librarian (laughs) is in your bedroom? You know, mm. just thinking about that. That's all. Just thinking about that. Also, speaking Can We, I just want to talk about my appreciation for Giles as he's putting the seal back together. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, oh oh, if you had to like distill what I love about Giles into a moment, it's this where he's like, Ma, I don't even remember the line he's saying, but he's like, the twin something. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, I can <laughs> find the piece and put them together. <laughs> oh, he has my heart, that Giles. But, May, I know Cordelia is tippity-top of your list. Oh,
3: absolutely, yeah.
2: But you're into season three now. Do you have other favorites? Other wait, wait, wait. We shouldn't talk about... Well, no, no. I don't mean, like... I just meant, like, you've watched a bunch of the series. Well, I
3: mean, I do like Oz a lot. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, not just for a guy, but overall, I like Oz a lot. Yeah, mm. what a
2: dream boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oz is pretty... Oz
3: is good. I'm Jenny Calendar, of course.
2: Of course.
3: I mean, like, being a witch, mm-hmm. you know...
2: You feel connection Uh, to that techno pagan -pagan Pagan vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean Buffy and Willow, I like a lot.
2: Has there been, especially like at this point in the series, when you got to this point, like how are you feeling from season one to season two? Because I feel like you had a big. Oh
3: yeah, well because yeah, I struggled through season one. You talked about that in a previous episode. <laughs> um, and you were much kinder than what I actually said. Like, I really struggled with season one. I did not know if I was going to keep watching the episodes mm-hmm. after season one. I was just going to keep listening to the podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and be like, okay, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about, but they're cool people, so I'll listen. <laughs> well, um, what was
1: your turning point?
3: Uh, It was, well, I think, I mean, it's. I think the episode where I really turned was uh, Halloween. So that's in like two episodes. It's mm, ah,
1: a good one. Because
3: it's just like, I don't know. I really like, and Cordelia's really good in that episode. Yeah. And it just had a lot of, and Willow's really good in that episode. Yes. And so there was a lot of really good character stuff in that one. And so I think that's the one where I was like, oh, okay, I'm like really invested in this now. That's so that's yeah, great. so now I really Woo! like it. Yeah. yeah, It'll be
2: fun if you if you want to. It will be fun to go back to season one again. At least if you have my <laughs> experience. Well, because I, I couldn't. I, I, I actually, you made it farther than I did because Jenny tried to get me to watch it twice <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And then this time I was like, oh, oh. Like, I, you know, I had such an New attachment. New York develops affection yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, listen. Nobody's pressuring you, May, but okay. like maybe one day you'll want to. Okay. <laughs> maybe one day when we do another podcast called Jenny and Kristen Watch Buffy again.
1: <laughs> we just do it all over again. Oh, my God. For the rest of our
2: lives. <laughs> the rest of our lives. We wouldn't even take that many. We don't even, like, if we did back-to-back Buffy episodes and we cycled through them, like, we probably, even if we lived to 80, we'd probably only make it through the series a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it really takes, like, three to four years to get through it. Um. Cool. Okay. Giles gets knocked out. That's on my list as a thing. Just want to say it. Make sure. <laughs> yep. Like, right. Oh, counts? right, right, right. Does it count? Ding, ding. When yeah. he gets thrown into
3: the yeah, he's sarcophagus thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank God someone said sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So mo- important moments that we don't want to miss, of course, is Oz seeing Willow. Mm. Oh, my God. Which is mm-hmm. a really solid moment. Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Ugh. And then he's like, where'd that girl go? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, he's <laughs> so also, cute. Also, important
3: moment, Willa knocking over the Eiffel Tower of Cheese.
1: Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, so good. None of that cheese looked French.
2: No. Nor nor fresh. No. Didn't look French. <laughs> or French. <laughs> it
1: looked horrible.
2: I'm like, I have nothing against cheese, but <laughs> that was, that was not my kind of cheese.
1: Um, p- Potentially seal skin jacket aside, yeah. I do really like, willow with a harpoon Mm -hmm. i wouldn't hate seeing more of that and willow with the like the fur like just her little head it's a good look like she does yeah she's very cute yeah Yeah. she's very adorable i'm into like if she spent the rest of the show just wearing thermals and like thick fisherman's uh suspenders Mm -hmm. i would be like yeah (laughs) and carrying a harpoon and carrying a harpoon yeah which would would be so useful
2: in so many scenarios absolutely that would be
1: ideal willow for me yeah yeah okay i'll just keep keep dreaming dreaming that dream
2: (laughs) oh my gosh oh okay i almost went off off track and started talking about willow and we can't do that here because we're staying with this episode only this episode
1: Mm -hmm. love hearing buffy tell giles that one of these days he's gonna have to get a grown-up car Oh my God. This whole scene is my favorite thing in the
2: entire world. I love Buffy and Giles in the fucking car where she's like rolling her fucking eyes. She's like, could you fucking go faster? Could you put your foot down? And he's like, uh, uh, I'm trying, doing the best I can, Buffy. It's just really
4: solid. <laughs> really
2: solid stuff. <gasps> yeah. And the Giles mobile, so loud. Just cluttering oh, like yeah. and sputtering. Oh my God.
1: Ah, so. Also, the great like shrug, sigh moment. Uh between Willow and Xander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Willow, man.
2: <laughs> um, and you know, and then like the sad story is still really sad because she can't kill Xander because she loves him. Except then she tries to. So then she tries but to but then she can't. But she can't. But then she tries to and fails, but she does really try to the second time. Yeah. I think she's probably gonna kill Xander the second time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but lucky for us. Her body dries out and her arms stick to Xander (laughs) and her body shatters on the floor. So that's cool. No, thank you. I also really (laughs) loved, like speaking of mummified things, um, I really loved the moment when Buffy opened the trunk in her room and the mummy was in it. And (laughs) And she she didn't see it. She doesn't, no, no, no. Oh, that was great, too, when oh, she didn't see it. Oh. But when she does see it, and she's like, it's as though she found some cheese sticks. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, she's just, just who like... packs
1: cheese sticks but doesn't even bring lipstick? <laughs> right, right.
3: <laughs> Which she had lipstick in the bathroom scene earlier, so I didn't understand yes. that when she told Buffy oh that she did any God. lipstick. Oh, my God.
1: Great point. So
3: I uh, just.
1: Yeah, what's going on here? Just too, many yeah, yeah, too, too many, many lies. Too many lies. Too many. Well, and Potta does say you haven't been being honest with me either. Um, There's just a lot of deception going um, around. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs>
2: uh, so once again, Xander saves Willow, like or chooses Willow, right? We've right, seen right. Happened before. Mm. Why can't I remember when it was like Willow and he stepped in and saved Willow? No.
1: Am I making this up? Uh, That sounds familiar, but Um, I'm having trouble putting my finger on it. Anyhow, he obviously chooses his (gasps) best friend. Patrol cat again? Oh, wow. Sorry. Patrol cat only comes so by one. He circled back around to he was like, look into
2: something. He was probably. like, hey, guys, they're talking about me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's like five other cats for them. He's
1: like, I'll bet you like three mice that I can get them to do it again. <laughs> uh, patrol
2: cat is such a badass that he could easily give three mice to any yeah, cat. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, Anyhow, what was Sorry. I saying? Empata, oh, no. whatever. Whatever. Oh, oh uh, Xander, Xander is saving Willow. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, think they, they, I think they continue to kind of hit this theme over the head that, like, although Xander doesn't Best have a crush friends. back on Willow, that they have a love that is very dear and very true mm-hmm. and very yeah. wonderful. And, um, you know, when push comes to shove, Xander will, of course, protect Willow at all costs, um, which is a really awesome thing and a beautiful thing. And then Buffy, powerful as all get out, of course, knocks
1: the lid off of the sarcophagus. No. So Yeah, said? sarcophagus. Yeah, note all the punch marks on the inside of the lid. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like all of these <laughs> knuckle marks.
4: Oh. That's
1: great. And her her knuckles aren't even
2: bloody. She's a slayer. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> the chosen one. So, whatever. And then they win. Yay. And then they win.
4: Yeah. So beautiful.
2: You know, we're really sorry that this episode um is the way it is. Is the way that it is. Um but we get a new episode next week. And that will be fun. And that, I think, will be fun. You, tell, you can tell me because I don't actually know. Oh, yeah. That's the
1: episode we're going to be taping uh, wow. live. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes.
3: I'll be in the audience.
1: Uh,
2: yes. May. Amanda. That's great. May will be there um, watching us live. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we are doing next week's episode for Reptile Boy live at Nerd Melt Showroom in Los Angeles. Uh, and you can find out all about that at nerdmeltla.com. It's on February 2nd. Is that the day after this goes up? It's tomorrow. Oh my god. <laughs> Hurry. Run, don't walk. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, cool. May do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Did we miss anything that was like Um
3: sexual tension award?
2: Oh, oh my god. Right. Did totally. you have do you have any
3: I mean I Can... want to give it to Empata and Willow for almost kissing there at the end. Nice. Yes. Like it was so close. Like it was. three times she leans in. Ah. But not quite. It just
1: wasn't meant to be. No.
3: Wow.
1: Well, okay. Yeah.
2: With you. I don't have I don't have anything that can beat that, do you?
1: Um not know.
2: What well, challenge
1: here from Jenny? No, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, look, I know that we don't like love Xander. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially in this episode. Uh-huh. Um But I feel like there's a lot of tension between him and (laughs) Empata. Well, yeah, Yeah, but like like we're bored by that. I feel like here. here, here. No,
2: here's here's what I feel about the sexual tension award. I feel that it's it's supposed to highlight something that's not. No, it's supposed to highlight something that is both. In- has sexual tension in the episode, and that makes us feel happy about the. Se- oh. like, <laughs> it includes the viewer, I think. I see. I see. Yeah, you know, do we feel joy. some sexual tension? Because like, okay. I I would not feel any when it came. You know what I How mean? How about
1: between Giles and the Seal?
2: <laughs> yes. See if there's going to be a second place. 100% Giles in the seal. Good. Yeah, there good. it is. Oh, God. And I can't. That just made me really excited for the next time Giles and Angel have a conversation. Oh, my God. Their oh, sexual oh, tension boy. is just <laughs> off the charts. Yes. um Great. Oh, thank you, May. Thank you both for mm-hmm. reminding us about sexual yeah. tension and also. Nailing having, it. Yeah. Nailing it. <laughs> nailing sexual tension. You're uh, welcome.
1: <laughs> so, um, May Rude yeah thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode thanks
3: for having me yeah, you're the best.
2: Thank we love you, you for so many reasons, but in the buffering orbit specifically, you are a joy to interact with yes. both <laughs> on social media and on our phones via text message. Thank, yes. you. Um, Thank you. One of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is our friends who are enjoying the series now and like <laughs> texting us as they go. You and also our friend Steph Schwartz, who mm-hmm. <laughs> us yeah. all the time with these like incredible like incredible texts that i can't even screen cap and put on the internet yet because (laughs) she's she's so so far ahead ahead.
3: (laughs) she was the one who i was telling that i didn't know if i was going to make it past season one because she was also starting and so we were talking and i was like yeah no season one is awful yeah and she was like yeah it's horrifying it's not good (laughs) yeah
2: um but yeah so thank you for all of that you're fantastic and will you tell everyone where they can find more of you and you trust us yeah. when we tell you you want to find more of that, yeah
3: <laughs> yeah uh, well like i said before i write for autostraddle.com um and then also i'm May Rude, m-e-y-r-u-d-e on twitter and instagram and i think snapchat also but Ooh. i don't really know how to use snapchat oh well, same same but um <laughs> but yeah so m-e-y-r-u-d-e
2: yeah all yeah, around you should check me out if you don't already know her because she's a badass um and jenny but i guess tell them one more time where they can find you sure thing
1: uh, i'm jenny owen youngs as you may <laughs> already know and when i'm not watching buffy i uh, am you know writing songs and recording songs and doing stuff with those songs and you can learn more about me and hear a playlist of those songs that are not about buffy that i've curated just for you over jenny owen slash buffering you can also give me a shout on twitter at jenny owen youngs And I am Kristen Russo, and you can find more about me on Twitter
2: at Kristen Nolene, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. How do you spell the rest of it, May? Do you know?
3: I do not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) See, and this is why I have to keep saying it. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) N-O-E-L-I-N-E. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, of course, when I'm not sitting in this room talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the patriarchy, I am talking about the patriarchy um, <laughs> at everyoneisgay.com and mykidisgay.com, um, resources for LGBTQ young people and their families. So you can check all of that out in all of those places.
1: Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter at Bufferingcast and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash bufferingcast. You can also email us at buffering the Vampire Slayer at gmail.com. We love getting your emails and we read them all and star them for future mailbag episodes and we really appreciate All of the fascinating things you guys have to tell us. Yes, so much. Um, Also, if you want to support us, we have
2: a Patreon page. It is just patreon.com slash bufferingcast. The last time I checked, we were already halfway to our goal of $1,000 per month um, which is really incredible it helps us get the equipment that we need to keep things going Um, it helps us to have more time to devote to um, each of these episodes and it also gets you really fun stuff Um, I put up a video last week of Jenny and I riding the bridge to when she was bad Um, we share the mp3 files of the songs with our $5 donors Um, we're going to be doing a Buffy watch very soon with Mm -hmm. all of our donors it's a fun place for many reasons and you can check that out over there you can also um, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review if you like us. If you don't like us, that's fine. Just no pressure just sh- to leave a review.
4: You don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So thank you all again for all of your support.
1: You can also uh, grab a copy of our C- songs from season one CD uh, and also shirts designed by Christine Tuna and also pins designed by the amazing Kate Leth, who you heard earlier on Buffy Fashion Watch, over at slash shop buffering. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, and of course you can get all the songs from season 1 anywhere you want. I think they're
1: iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your yeah. digital music. Go it should forth be there and listen. Please. And May, thank you for being
2: so patient while we told them all of that information. <laughs> yeah. but, but you have a very important function very now.
1: Important. Very important. Oh, you must yeah. join our pack. Yes. I'm very if you excited. Please. Yeah. Cool. Till next time. Um. Au Ad- Yeah!
2: (laughs) Beautiful.
0: Well, it's Cultural Exchange Week here at Sunnydale High School. And we're hosting lots of students who come from all over the world. There's a special exhibition down at the Natural History Museum the showin' off remains of an Inca princess mummy girl. Yeah, mummies always seem to come with a curse. I never heard of one without. And the Inca princess is no exception. If a seal breaks, the mummy gets out. Why, 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 And if she kisses you, you're going to wish that you ran. Inca mummy girl. Restoring herself anew, sucking the life from you. We just found out, and Potter was the mummy this whole time. Xander's gonna be so totally bummed out, but...